Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day, or more specifically, Ole Miss every day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis, and this is the Locked On Ole Miss podcast extra edition. I'm joined by Pratt Rogers, and we're going to talk a little recruiting today. But the first thing, you know, we just got through with the holiday weekend, and this video is going to air on Wednesday night. So on um, the 4th of July happened. This has been a weird weekend. And what is something, what was your plans for the 4th? Because you haven't done it quite yet, but what are, what are your plans? Uh, Steven, I appreciate that you having me on today. I really don't uh, have a whole lot. I'm honestly probably going to work on the 4th of July. Uh, pretty lame, but I've got, I'm behind on a lot of stuff. So uh, probably just some personal catch up and maybe go drink a beer with a friend later or something like that. Nothing exciting. What about you? Uh, grilling out and swimming, probably drinking some beer. That, yeah, that, that's I'll, the I'll plan. definitely grill out. I'll grill out. Mm. That's mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. So should be pretty interesting. Now we've hit the point of the season. I think it's dead periods happen all over recruiting. You got a couple of players that are waiting to announce that could announce, but for all intents and purposes, it's kind of at a law right now before we begin truly big game hunting. And we're going to talk about that. So I figured today we could do a little buy or sell of kids that are recruited to other schools to find out if, Ole Miss even has a shot at them moving forward. What do you think about that, Brett? Let's do it. Shooting from the hip today, kind of gut reaction. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just, just you send me the text message. You're doing this buy and sell thing, and I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a decent idea. Let's um, do it. So let's start with Narell White um, out of I think it's St. Martin on the coast. Yep. He is a part of that group like Jeffrey Rush and Chris Davis and Jamonte Waller, those coast kids that were kind of, we were wondering if they were close together. They've kind of gone their separate ways with three of them being committed in completely different parts of the country. Um, but Nareel White is committed to Arkansas. Do you buy that he ends up at Ole Miss or do you sell in the fact that he's going to end up at Arkansas? I buy that he ends up at Ole Miss. Look, there was there was a lot of heat on that rumor probably uh, six weeks ago. I feel like, I feel like it was the worst kept secret at that time. Uh, if I remember correctly, um, people were pre tweeting things saying he had already committed to Olvis before it actually happened. Long story short, it never happened. He's still committed to Arkansas. I think the coaching staff is on Nareel White almost every single day, if not daily, and I think it's a matter of time. I think you get one more guy on the boat, it's Vogue, it's sexy, and White piles on. Uh, so I'm by. He's a rebel at the end of things. I would be surprised if he's still committed to Arkansas uh, when it's all said and done. May not end up a rebel, but he's been – flirting around with other schools, and I feel like Ole Miss is catching the brunt of his attention right now. Yeah, I think I would buy that as well. Uh, I, I just don't think Nareel's going to end up at Arkansas. He might. I mean, it could absolutely happen. But if you just ask me for gut feelings that are going on, I just don't think he's going to end up there. And Ole Miss can decide exactly how it decides to move forward. But potentially with um, a couple of players that I just think it's 
I'm going to sell on, and I'm going to sell on J.J. Harrell. I think this has been kind of a reverse C.J. Johnson type situation. When he committed to Mississippi State, um, he got a lot of Twitter hate from Ole Miss people um, that kind of steeled his resolve of what's going on. And because of that, I just genuinely expect that J.J. Harrell will remain a Mississippi State Bulldog or go to another school. I don't think he's going to Ole Miss, so I'll sell that one. So, J.J. Harrell, I will sell as well. I would actually be a little bit surprised if he ended up at State. Um, you've kind of got a new new offensive coordinator, new head coach that's a defensive-minded guy. Um, I know he's great friends with Braylon Burnside, and I know that they – kind of a quote-unquote package or, uh, you know, their friendship is pretty deep to where they would like to commit together almost. But that rarely actually happens. And um, I don't think J.J. Harrell ends up at Ole Miss, but I don't think he ends up at State either. So I'm taking the field. I'm throwing you a curveball, Stephen. Option C, I'm taking the field. All right. Um, Braylon Burnside, you just mentioned that one. He's another one to sell. I just, I think that's a situation after AJ and Luke Altmyer, the next prospect that came out of Starkville, they were going to go all in and get that kid. Yeah, I, I, think I think that's what, what's going to happen there. I think they will money whip him until, until he commits, whether it's, you know, or until he signs on the dotted line. Um, because I, I just don't think they're going to let that become a trend. Um, I think, um, that the Burnside's made it apparent that Ole Miss and Mississippi State are the you know top two options for him. Um, they're not. I don't think the guys in Starkville are going to let that get away and be an AJ Brown 2.0. I agree. Um, you know, I think he. Uh, I would sell. I think he sticks it out in Starkville, but if he goes anywhere i think it's i think it's Ole miss so i would not take the field in that one how about that <laughs> yeah there we go all right jamonte waller this you know you're talking about taking the field i kind of take the field on this one because for whatever reason i don't think he's going to go to Ole miss so i've sell that but i do think he's going to end up maybe at penn state for whatever reason that just seems to be the thing that i'm paying attention to to where if he doesn't go to florida he ends up at penn state Man, there's been so much smoke around Penn State, but I just I feel like it's so hard for you know these Mississippi kids to go head up to the Northeast and go through a big culture shock like that. Maybe that's not a well. Well, if you've ever been to State College, it makes Starkville look like a metropolis. <laughs> well, I yeah. actually haven't spent much time in yeah. Happy Valley, but or any, but um, it would I. I Believe you on that, but I just I would pick Florida first. I actually would probably pick Ole Miss number two, and then probably Penn State three. But um, I'll, I'll buy that he ends up at Ole Miss one way, okay. some shape. Yeah, I think uh, I may be a little optimistic on that, Stephen. But I'd rather be an optimist than a pessimist on it if it's fifty fifty. How about that? Yeah, you're dang right about that. It's no fun to be a pessimist. Yeah. When you follow sports and you just immediately go to the negative, all that the, all that is is you'll be right like 95% of the time because things happen. But you don't you can't enjoy watching sports if that happens. But maybe you just enjoy being right. I don't hey, know. Hey, look, I hope for the best, expect yeah. for the expect the worst has gotten yeah. me through many, many, many Ole Miss games. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it should be quite fun. All right, yeah. the next Ole Miss commitment. Um, I will go first on this one. I think the next Ole Miss commitment will be Dylan Hip, the tight end, jumbo wide receiver out of Arizona. Damon Williams is all out there. He's recruiting him. I talked to John Wayne Oliver, and apparently all of them are recruiting this guy. Um, I expect him to pop eventually, um, but that that is the guy that I'm paying attention to on the commitment watch. I hate to not uh, not incorporate any own ideas of my own, Stephen, but I, I'm with you. I think Dylan hips any day now. Uh, it, he should be already in the boat, I, I, I would imagine. But, uh, yeah, I think he's probably next up to bat. I would be surprised if it drug out another week or two, honestly. All right, so the top five wish list, and this can be committed to other school people. This could be uncommitted prospects. Um, I guess we'll alternate on this one for top five. And again, I will go first because I'm going to take the free space, and that is Camarion Franklin. Miami just got a commitment from um, a top edge out of Illinois. I saw that Um, today. Yeah, which that has to be some level of good news. Maybe that's a hint that it's a Tennessee Ole Miss type story. But Camarion Franklin is the guy with him. William Eccles, um, Jeffrey Rush. And Cameron Beavers, you have a defensive line. That would be a defensive line for the future for Ole Miss football. So I do think Camarion Franklin is the number one player on the wish list. Yep, I would go Camarion Franklin uh, number one as well for me too. Um, I'll snake it back to you. How about that? I'll go my number two. I would probably be Javante Waller. Um, I think we've got to load up on the defensive side of the ball. And look, I – mentioned earlier i'm an optimist about it i think somebody like that could really step up and almost have like a suntering perkins mentality of oh he has potential to get serious playing time day one um so i'm very bullish on him i'm super excited uh if anything you know if, if we're in the game with him right now and you know uh he would definitely be my number two yeah and we haven't brought this up um this player up but my number two would be jimothy lewis He was in Oxford three times in nine days before he committed to Mississippi State. This recruitment is not over, although he is from MRA, which is a nice Mississippi State-tied area. We'll put it like that. Um, And and whenever he gets back to IMG Academy in Florida, this is all going to change. So you just have to fight it until they go back to school. Whenever Jimothy goes back to IMG, put the full-court press on him and – he already has seen what you have. But I think him at tackle, that'd be a good position that Ole Miss could look at. Yep, he was going to be my number four, Stephen. My number three would be uh, Caleb Odom. Um, and the reason I, I I think we're set for a while at tight end, honestly. So, I, And I know that we're recruiting Odom to play uh, receiver more than tight end. And, um, you know, I just think he could be a – instant playmaker as well he's got the size he's an at, i mean a like incredible athlete played I, I think i mentioned before played like 6a uh basketball started there too was like uh all conference i mean a a true 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 freak athlete that uh that i think would with somebody with an offensive mentality like kiffin could really be dangerous with yeah, absolutely. 
My number three would be Kawan Lacey, um, the running back out of Texas. He is committed to Nebraska, I think, at the moment, but Ole Miss is going to keep recruiting him pretty consistently, him and Chris Davis both. Um, but Lacey, I do think has special type attributes and kind of fits with what this running back room does. And it could be a Kedrick Riscano type thing where he committed to Michigan State, ended up going to Ole Miss closer to signing day. Um, I think you should look. Kiwan Lacey. Not a bad one. Um, my four, as I mentioned, would, def- would be Jimothy Lewis. Um, I-, I echo everything you said about him. MRA is definitely Mississippi State funnel. Um, I think that commitment came out of absolutely nowhere. Um, you know, I, I think that a, shocked a lot of people. I would be surprised if that sticks. Um, but props to Mississippi State right now. They've got a lot of good athletes in the commit column right now that that kind of has me scratching my head a little bit, honestly. But uh, shout out to those guys because Zach Arnett's done a great job already uh, first year. Well, th- this was this was predictable. Whenever Ole Miss took banks in that situation and won out, and everybody was excited about the NIL, there was going to be some kind of a push. And basically what has happened is one of their wealthy donors decided to cough up some NIL money and got some people to commit. Um, there's just a Band-Aid over the situation that they've already had because it was a week, it has slowed down and got back to normal. And now you have to keep the recruits. And one thing that I talk about in recruiting, especially in this NIL age, is as soon as they know that they're commit, as soon as Jimmy Thee Lewis commits, as soon as Nareel White commits, their number is known. And if it is easier to attack that situation than it is to defend, and they're going to have to defend that situation for six months. And I just do not think that Burnside, Harrell, um, and Lewis, all of them are going to end up in Starkville. I think somebody is going to end up getting that. Steven, I give that a 0% chance. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to play that. And and those are probably the five players that are on our wish list. We had um, Kawan Lacey, Jimothy Lewis, um, Jamonte Waller, Camarion Franklin, and seems like there was there somebody else. I said Caleb Odom. Caleb Odom. That was the yeah. fifth one. Yeah. So that is probably our top five wish list. Now, if you look at Caleb Odom, um, Ole Miss is trying to get him back to campus. Um, before he commits to Alabama. It's a situation where Saban is working his magic, Bama's doing what they do, and Caleb Odom is impressed by it because Tommy Reese uses tight ends really well, and jumbo receivers and tight ends have a chance to be a really important weapon in that offense. So I'm pretty pretty impressed by where Ole Miss is in recruiting right now. They should, they're on pace to finish somewhere in the top 20. Um, I do think one or two players are going to pop, and then there's going to be basic big game hunting, and then there's going to be transfer portal stuff. So that is how recruiting is going to look moving forward. I I agree with all that. With, what, 17 commits now uh, for the Rebs, you're kind of starting to fill out your class, and at that point you you got to go for the bigger fish. Since we've had a lot of positive discussion on Ole Miss football today uh, on the recruiting side, any guesses uh, if you said – you know, somebody who may not stick uh, in the commit column, or do you feel comfortable talking about that? 
I, I don't know, um, but if you just want me to be general about somebody that might not stick, I think it's far more likely that an out-of-state kid flips than an in-state kid. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. that that's I, that's the kind of where I am right now. I would agree with that. Um, I, uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of somebody immediately off the top of my head. I know Eccles just got in the commit column for Ole Miss, so I doubt that changes anytime soon. But I know State's been after him really hard, and they've got a lot of momentum right now. And quite frankly, I didn't take them very seriously at the beginning of the year, and they've they've come a long uh, way. Honestly, you shouldn't take them seriously. Well, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. And then I look up, and there's a lot of Mississippi the, kids committed. They 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 have mostly non nil kids, and they have one one or two nil kids that that they've pulled enough resources and able to get them committed. I don't know if there's enough to get them signed, and I don't know if there's enough to keep them in school once they get there. The same, like I said, the same problems they had a month ago, they have now. But they did put a band aid over and got people to quit talking about it. Um, so it, we'll see. But hey, the Grove Collective, I'll, just, I'll go ahead and put this up um, so everybody can see this address as well. But the Grove Collective, Walker Jones is going around doing a lot of yeoman's work. They were named the ninth most ambitious NIL collective in the nation by On3. Um, Walker Jones is advertising the heck out of this collective. And the thing he, was, he said when he was on the show with me, is that they're trying to get this subscription model really going. And, and they're putting that into practice. And you can be a member for as little as $21 a month. And if you do that, he can like budget the amount of money that he has. It'll help on the recruiting trail. It'll help with everything that's going on if you do that. So just remember, it's a, it's a $21 subscription minimum. Obviously, there's higher tiers than that. But it seems like a pretty good deal as well. Yep. Well, look, I, I think you kind of touched on all that, that the Grove Collective's been doing a great job. I saw the same post you did as, I think, top we were a top 10 most ambitious collective. Um, and look, not circling back to state one more time, but, you know, there was a lot of discussion about their NIL really struggling. So you mentioned putting a Band-Aid on it. I'll be interested to see kind of what happens in the next, uh, I guess, six to eight months. Yeah, and a lot of people want to have the argument where, like, hey, see, this happened this week. Do you see? You obviously was full of it. And it's like, that proves nothing. It, it, it essentially, um, what you've done up to this point to get a commitment is to bid. It's like putting in um, a bid on the jump rope for heart or the um, some of a marathon run or something like that. And then after it's over, the bill comes due. And then we'll find out if you were telling the truth. Yeah. At that point. But yeah. it just kind of is what it is. Um, anyway, Pratt, thank you very much for coming on the show. And thanks, everybody, for making the Locked On Ole podcast their first listen every day. Um, we're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Ole Miss, every day. Pratt Rogers, thank you for joining the show today. And we will talk again. I don't think you'll be here next week. But the week after, we'll catch back up and get caught up because that's right about around media days. So, can't wait, my it. man. Thank you. All right.